Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio, Business Building Warrior. I'm so glad you've chosen to spend a few moments with us today. We've got some pre-recorded content today since it's the weekend update, but it's probably content you haven't heard unless you join us on a regular basis for our live Monday night Q&A sessions with our entire community. Man, some good questions happen when we do that, and we'd love to share the questions and responses with you. That's what we do on our weekend updates. We'd love for you to join us some Monday. It's open to anyone in our community. The best way to hear about these and to get the links you need and participate is to be part of the free Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com to that free Facebook group. Jump in there. Most Mondays we go live quite often. It's me. Sometimes it's some other folks on our leadership team answering any e-commerce or Amazon questions. Then we compile the best questions and answers into a weekend update for those who couldn't make it to the live session. So that's what we've got for you today. Hopefully you're enjoying your weekend. Thanks for taking us along. I'll cut right to the chase. Let's jump right into content. Let's see what the team compiled for us today. Hi, my name is Jim Cockrum. Welcome to this Monday, August 14th, Zoom hangout with members of the My Silent Team community. We're going to be talking about Amazon and e-commerce in general tonight. I'm going to do a brief introduction. I'm going to talk a little bit about what this community is, what it has to offer if you're new around here. And then we'll dive into some of the topics that were set for tonight and any questions you have to have to do anything with Amazon, e-commerce, or anything else that you've heard on a podcast, maybe. Just love hanging with the members of this group once a week or so and creating some great content a lot of times because your questions are sometimes featured as snippets in our podcast, which you can hear at silentgym.com. Let's jump into the intro. Like I said, my name's Jim. I launched this book. Actually, we're just a couple of weeks away from our 10-year anniversary. So I got to decide, maybe you guys have some ideas what we should do for our 10-year anniversary of this Facebook group. It is one of the largest Facebook groups in the world for Amazon sellers specifically. Uh, it's We're very picky about who gets in, actually. So we could easily be one of the, if not the biggest in the world, but we're super picky. There's no spammers here. We kick all the spammers out. We ask some very serious questions to everyone before they come into the group, which you probably had to answer those questions. And only about half the people who try to get in, get in. So congratulations. You took the process seriously. You answered some questions. We looked at your bio and you're not a clown or a spammer. So we let you into the group and we're now considering you a serious business building warrior. So this free Facebook group of about 73,000 people is kind of the heartbeat that the hangout area for fans of our podcast, which you can hear at silentgym.com, hundreds of interviews of the successful students from our flagship training course called the Proven Amazon Course, which also has a link at silentgym.com or our coaching students who hang out in this group as well. And I love the transparency there. Uh, maybe a little mini lesson for you talking about the transparency of our coaching program. There's a link to that at silentgym.com as well. It's the only link you'll need as a fan of our community, our courses, our content. That's it. But talking about the, the transparency of our coaching program, one of the things that I've been saying for over a decade now is before you consider any opportunity, business opportunity, especially if it's e-commerce related, any kind of idea, any concept, any website, any expert, any guru, any concept, before you put any money into it or even spend any time researching it, one of the first things you should do is contact the leaders 
of whoever it is that's proposing the idea to you. In this case, it'd be our leadership team here. You could email our support team and say, hey, where is the free Facebook group or the free community that I can go join and hang out with other people who are doing that business model all day, every day and, and succeeding, sharing their struggles, sharing the realities of the business. Where's that group? I want to be a part of that group. And what you're going to hear 98% of the time is, oh, we don't have that group. We have a paid group only for our students, maybe, that you may hear that sometimes. That's not good enough. I want to hang out with the other people who are doing it. I want to hear the reality of the business before I get into it. And if they're hiding those people from you, or if that group doesn't exist, run. Because there's no need for that lack of transparency. The day we live in, they should be very transparent. Here's our students. Here's what they have to say. Here's the good. Here's the bad. Here's the ugly. The blood, sweat, the tears, the victories. And I'm very proud of the fact that this Facebook group, it's 10 years old. We have about 2,000 success posts in our Facebook group. You can click on the images tag at the top of the screen and scroll through and you'll see all kinds of them. We've interviewed hundreds of those people on our podcast. You can hear them talking very transparently, the battle, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the victories. And it's easy to fail at any business. We tend to only interview the people, the people who are doing fairly well that they've overcome and you know, to start to succeed. But we have plenty of interviews with people who've hit their first, say, $10,000 a month, which is kind of one of those first barriers that tells you, hey, hey, this is making sense. I'm starting to get some momentum here. We love to interview those people. I just, I just interviewed someone on our team who did $13 million last year with the replens system that we teach here. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that tonight if you're interested and happy to answer questions. That episode will be coming out within a week or so of our conversation tonight so you can hear it for yourself. So we got everything in between people just getting started, hoping to make a few hundred bucks a week, all the way up to people doing seven figures or more per month. You can hear all that on our podcast. People talking about exactly what they do. We've had plenty of people succeed just from this free Facebook group and our free podcast. Plenty of people do really, really well with just that because we don't hold back. We put it all out there. But if you want to go in a methodical fashion, learning what you need each step of the way, we highly recommend the Proven Amazon course, which is a link again at silentgym.com for that course. For $39 a month, you get all the Amazon education content and training you'll ever need. It's always being improved and updated, always new modules being added in. So it stays up to date with the latest information. We're working on some great new content. I had two meetings today on some new modules that'll be soon in that course. So Proven Amazon course is everything you'll ever need to know. If you're brand new, it's for you. If you're selling half a million a year and you want to get to a, a million, it's for you. It's for everybody on the whole spectrum. Okay, so I don't see any hands up yet. Just want to remind you, if you didn't hear me the first time, the reaction button is the best way to let, let me know. Just raise your hand, say, hey, Jim, I have a question or a comment or something, and we'll get to those as soon as we can as I get through kind of some of this introductory comment segment of our meeting tonight. I have to do this, and I love doing this each week because we really emphasize and encourage the new members of our community to come to one of these Monday meetings to kind of get a feel for the community, hang out a little bit. So if you come to several of these, you're going to hear me say a lot of the same things kind of over and over again. It's kind of like when you go to a church the first time and they spend a couple minutes welcoming in the new folks. It's kind of like that. It's kind of what we do here to make sure the new folks feel very welcome, know that you're in the right place, know what we're all about here, and then we'll get into the content. So just a, a tiny bit about me, only because it's relevant to the conversation we're going to have tonight. I've been using the internet as the only source of income for my family of seven 
Now, three of them are married now, but we've homeschooled for many years using the internet creatively for 20 years, multiple streams of income, and sharing that story with the other great students of this community, many of whom have emerged to be great leaders and coaches. That's what this community is all about. We're very abundance-minded, which means we want you to succeed. We're rooting for your success. We do not see you as a competitor because we believe that there's as, as much success out there for anyone who wants to go get it as there are people who might want to pursue it. We have an abundance mindset. We don't have a scarcity mindset, meaning there's only a little bit of success and you got to rush out there and beat everyone else to it. We just don't see the world that way. And it's been proven time and time and time again that that is the correct way to see the world through an abundance lens, a success lens, supporting each other, helping each other grow. Because we know that if, if we can help a new student succeed, and this happens in our community all the time, a new student succeeds, they teach us something, they get on our podcast, they inspire us, they create a new module, they create a new creative approach to succeeding in e-commerce. We share that with the community. We all benefit. It's this rising tide that raises all ships. That's the image I'd like to kind of leave you with on that point that I'm making of the abundance mindset that we have here. So you're not a competitor. No one here is competing with you. We're trying to encourage each other and equip each other for success. And we all benefit when that happens. All right. So that's a little bit about me, a little bit about the community. We start 99% of all of our new students out the same way I mentioned with what we call the Amazon replens system. That is the base foundational model of selling on Amazon where 99% of all new students should start. A lot of times, unfortunately, they start different places, such as trying to sell a private label brand or jumping with both feet into trying to find you know, bulk discount inventory. It's not a good idea to start anywhere else except with replens. We've heard thousands of disaster stories. It takes very little risk to learn replens. It's a very short learning curve. There's very little financial investment required, and there's very high odds of success if you'll follow this path that we've laid out. We've got, again, thousands of testimonials in our Facebook group, hundreds of interviews on our podcast that backs up what I'm saying. So that's where we encourage you to start. Proven Amazon course or just learn from our free podcast and our free Facebook group. So here's a question from uh, Chris. If I invest 10 to 20,000 monthly, is it possible to earn a 7 to 10,000 net profit? Uh, yes, actually it is. If you're buying really good inventory, you've got to buy good inventory. You make your money when you buy your inventory. The models we teach are not about, hey, go find a good product. And then market your way out of this product that you've invested in. We don't do that here. What we do here is we very cautiously and methodically find underserved listings on Amazon and we bring inventory to that listing. And we have a high degree of predictability about what end result we're going to get, knowing that the worst case scenario is a break-even scenario. So for example, I might spend $10 on a product that's selling for $30 on Amazon, knowing that about 30% of my money is going to be sucked up into shipping and expenses, fees, that sort of thing. Bought it for 10, sell it for 30. I'm left with 10 in my pocket. I spent 10. I earned 10 in the end, 100% ROI in that case, right? That's not uncommon. That's not uncommon at all, actually. If you're picky about the inventory that you purchase, now, sometimes you'll get into a break-even situation. That's still a risk worth taking, in my opinion. 
You buy a product, it doesn't do quite as well as you thought it would. It sells for less than you thought it would. But because you understood how to read the data, because you understood how to do your research, your worst case scenario is you drop the price, you sell it, you break even, you get your money back. It's a beautiful business, the way we teach replens and the way so many students do it, because the risk you're really taking is getting your money back. The vast majority of the time, that's the worst case scenario. The trick is finding those test-worthy ASINs. And once you get good at it, the whole system makes a ton of sense. So those of us who do replens on a regular basis as part of our business model, we are finding, I would say on my team, we find somewhere between 10 and 20 new test-worthy replen ASINs every week. That's our goal. We find way more than that some weeks, but we want to find at least 10 to 20 every week. And we send in tests. And most of those tests end up paying off for us. Sometimes they pay off for us over a long period of time, several months. Sometimes it's a few weeks before that ASIN doesn't perform as well as we'd like. And we're turning it off. And we revisit it again a few months later. So that's the replens game. That's the churn. That's the base level model of Amazon selling. Once you've got it established, once you're doing 10, maybe $20,000 a month with that model, putting money in the bank, some people choose to just stay there and expand into, we've got plenty of people who do seven figures a month, just that replens model, as I've just described it, sourcing from retail and online sources. But you can start to step up the pyramid of taking slightly more risk, a little higher learning curve, a little more complex business models, and we love to see people kind of step up that pyramid of opportunity. And those next levels look like wholesale, private label, creating branded bundles, maybe creating uh, a consulting agency and helping other businesses with their brands, those sorts of things. Getting into print on demand, which is a class that just launched today for, for many of our students jumping into that. So there's lots of other ways you can expand once you have that base knowledge of understanding how to find good inventory, how to take good safe bets on your inventory. You make your money when you buy your inventory, that rule. We've stood by it for 20 years. It's never going to change. Meaning don't go chasing some big discount and putting 10,000 units of anything ever or 1,000 units or 500 units of anything ever because you chased a discount. That's not the way to win on Amazon because there will always be someone out there bigger, better, more well-funded than you are that can buy a lot more units at a better discount. You don't want to get stuck in that game. When you're starting off, you want to find underserved listings on Amazon. That's how you win the game. And you're very strategic and cautious with what ASINs you send inventory to. And you never send more than a month's worth of inventory to any ASIN ever, no matter how big you are. Here's a good question. Um, someone's saying, can I earn money with $0 invested? Absolutely, you can. Yes. Here's the way I've seen many people do it. We've had many people in our community start with absolutely no money spent. Now, it takes a lot more work and significantly more time to see a profit, but you could start off by simply letting the neighbors around you know, hey, I'm starting an e-commerce business, post it in your local neighborhood Facebook group, or if you've got one of those neighborhood apps just for the people who live near you and your zip code or whatever, all right, or just spread the word maybe on social media and say, hey, I'm starting an e-commerce business. I will sell just about anything and split the money with you. Who has stuff they want to get rid of? doesn't cost you anything. Your phone's going to ring. Plenty of people are going to come say, hey, if you're willing to clean out my garage, I got all kinds of stuff in there I'd split with you. That model 
plus hustle and sweat and some inconvenience equals fifty to eighty thousand dollars in the bank. Beats any part-time gig I can think of. That right there is how you start with zero dollars. So you go, you take a picture, you post the stuff on Facebook Marketplace or on eBay, and as it sells, you collect the money, share it with your clients. You'll have more people wanting to work with you than you can imagine. And ask for referrals, do a good job. It's going to expand. You're going to need a team. Now, the thing with that business model is it is a true churn. It's not going to scale much bigger than that fifty dollars to $80,000 a year that I just described. And it is pure hustle mode. There's no escaping it. There's no going on vacation. There's no building a system and automating it. It's, it's a very difficult model to scale, which is why if you've got any money to spend at all, we like to see you spend less than $100. We've seen people start with the 200, we've seen many people start with less than $200 and go into replans. That covers all of your training through the proven Amazon course. That covers all the tools, you'll, basic tools you'll need, Keepa being the primary tool. Listen to podcast episode 369 at silentgym.com if you don't know what Keepa is. That covers your Seller Central account, so you're an Amazon seller. And you're off to the races. It covers your basic inventory as well. 200 bucks. We had an episode not too long ago. Someone started with $200, never put another penny in, rolled it over, rolled it over, rolled it over. A couple of years later, they're paying off thousands of dollars of student debt, tens of thousands actually. So yeah, it can be done because you're flipping your money multiple times yearly on decent ROI products. And the beautiful thing about that is compared to the churn model I told you earlier, remember the yard sales and the flipping stuff on Facebook Marketplace. With replans, you can build an automated business put a team in place, put virtual assistants in place, hire some shoppers, hire some preppers. Maybe you get a prep center handling your inventory. Now you can step back and just watch your numbers and manage your business instead of being in the churn yourself. That's the reason we really like replans. Plus it sets you up for success in all the other business models. So yeah, you can start with $0. Absolutely you can. We'd love to see you Go from where you are now to go to something more significant a month, three months, six months from now. If you've got no money to spend on this, we're still here to help you out. And there's plenty of creative ideas, including the one I just gave you. Okay, I've got the MCM. I'm not sure what your name is, but that's the initials I see on the screen. Uh, This says they have two questions for me. I'd love to take those questions live because I see your hand is up. So I'm going to unmute you here. And if you are still available, I'd love to be able to chat. Hi, there Jim. Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear. Awesome. Well done. Yeah. Well, my name is Maria. Sorry for my initials here, but thank you for all that you do. By the way, that's just an understatement from everyone. Just the, all the value that you give everyone. Just so much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. So brand, brand new here. Uh, okay. At the point of wanting to add some products and I'm coming, I'm getting a few mixed messages with seller university. If I don't have the exact brand and product as what Amazon shows when you're going to add a product with that, I mean, I know creating a new listing is not a really great idea when you get started, but is it okay to just use that listing for the brand and product that you want to add as a newbie? No. Our rule about not creating new listings as a new seller is a hard, fast, set in concrete, carved in stone. You're going to make me cry in my pillow if you try it rule. (laughs) Okay. Because there's so many ways it can go wrong. And we just hate to see 
our new sellers self-sabotage out of the gate. That's one of the reasons that it's so tragic for people to go to YouTube and say, I want to make money on Amazon and then end up going down the private label rabbit hole and they're buying their tools and their courses. And then six, seven, eight months later, they're creating new listings, bringing this magical product to Amazon that they bought on, you know, some Chinese website typically, right? right? And and then that new listing, just they get buried. They did something wrong. They set something up wrong. They just, you know, didn't didn't do it, didn't follow the proper procedure, and let alone all the other risks that go with private label. The fact is about 95% of everyone who goes down that road crashes and burns and loses up to tens of thousands of dollars. It's tragic, which is why we don't teach it. So we strongly discourage new sellers from ever setting up new listings. Okay. You will meet people who were the exception to the rule and they somehow squeaked through and made the mistakes and took their lumps and survived, but it's just not necessary. You need to learn replans, learn to recognize test-worthy ASINs, the way we talk about in our replans training. We talk about it all the time on the podcast and sell against those. And yes, the product must match, meaning it must be the same brand, the same number of ounces. You know, there's even debates. Well, what if the labels change just a little bit? Well, that's a risk I'll take sometimes. It's like, you know, they'll say, you know, some kind of, they'll have some kind of sunshiny logo on there for the summer or something. And like, well, I never had that before. Well, it's the same product, same ingredients, same number of ounces, same brand, everything. Yeah, I'll take that risk because the customer's not going to complain. Like, well, they've got a little sunshine emblem on mine and on the picture on Amazon didn't have that. Well, if it's the same exact product, no one's going to complain. So we'll take that risk. But yeah, it has to be, you're selling against existing listings, existing ASINs, and you're finding those underserved listings. That's the magic of the replens training. And like I said, we have plenty of people who stayed right there. We've got, you know, stay home moms, homeschooling their kids, selling six figures a month at nice return on investment, nice net profit on fairly automated systems with just that model. They've never set up a new listing ever. Confession. I've never set up a new listing on Amazon. Not one time. Okay. Never been selling Amazon for, how long have we been on Amazon? 12 years, something like that. Never set up one new listing. Now, someone on my team has tried a couple times and we've done a couple things there, but me personally, I never have. And it was years into our journey before we did. Does that help you? Kind of, because if I can't find the exact brand, you know, um, outside of obviously Amazon and I'm getting something very similar, the same product, but it's a different company, mm-hmm. then that's still not good to do then, obviously. It has to be the exact match is what you're saying as a, yes. as a new seller. Okay. Yes. Okay. And my second, this is an eBay on eBay. You find something, you put it up for sale, take a picture, set up a new listing. Amazon doesn't work that way. And when you set up new listings, one of the things they don't tell you, and I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole because there's a thousand reasons not to set up a new listing, but one of them is no one's going to see it. Okay. Got it. (laughs) No one's going to ever see that thing. Odds are. Okay. And then I'm also with PAC, I'm also looking up the forums on Amazon Seller Central. And some of the sellers there are, you know, discouraging RAOA saying that it's high risk. And if there's mm-hmm. any IP complaints, right. they don't want store receipts. They want invoicing and go directly with warehouse, you know, wholesale versus store. And it's like, whoa, whoa, how can that be? Because, you know, that's what everyone's doing pretty much, RAOA. So how can Sell Essential, the sell, some of the sellers are saying, you know, you're at risk to get your, getting your account suspended 
if you go that route. So that makes no sense to me right now. I'm a little confused with why they're saying that. Mm-hmm. I can but help it make some sense. Color. I yeah. can absolutely help it make some sense. And anybody who's been in our community, let's say anybody who's sold more than $5,000 total on Amazon is kind of laughing internally right now. So I hear you say that. And, and one of the reasons is because I've literally heard that fantastic question about 1,500 times now. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. But here's the good news. Let's just cut straight to the best part of the story. Having taught thousands of students how to sell on Amazon using RA and OA, we've had exactly zero people permanently suspended from Amazon for having done so. Right. Okay, So there's that. I've been hearing about the death of retail arbitrage and online arbitrage strategies for literally 20 years now. Okay, like I came into the game 20 years ago and people were saying those strategies are dead. They're not allowed. No, that's okay. not true. Every day in our community, people are requested to provide receipts to legitimize the inventory they've purchased and they provide those receipts and Amazon goes, okay, cool. You're part of the 45% of the sales that are happening every day. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars of products every day that were sourced through retail and online arbitrage strategies. So one of the questions I was asked when I was at Amazon's headquarters a couple of years ago to help illustrate the point I'm about to make next was this is... Amazon executives who support sellers and support seller communities, the people that run the support forums at Amazon, they said, hey, how do you guys run such a friendly, accurate, positive atmosphere in your Facebook group? Like, what's the secret? We had an interesting conversation about it because they said our discussion forums are a tragic, mismatched horrible, undermining, backstabbing collection of toxicity and and pain. Like, how do you guys do that? That was one of the questions they asked. And, uh, you know, we have certain advantages because we're not Amazon. We can speak more openly and we can help you win against your competitors. Amazon can't do that. They can't show favoritism. We can. We love the sellers in our community. We want to give you the advantages. So absolutely, it's within Amazon's policy. If you provide an invoice from an authorized distributor or retailer, you're going to be 100% fine 100% of the time. That's the way it's always been. And I have no reason to to project it'll be any different in the future. That's just the way it works. The fact that other people think that it's risky, they're going to have a hard time coming up with examples. The stories you do hear, for example, might be somebody who goes to Al's closeout discount barn and buys a pallet of random stuff and he has a receipt and it's all itemized. But Amazon says, hey, we need proof that that came from a legitimate distributor or retailer. We need we need an invoice they might ask for. Or we need some proof. And they send them that Al's Toy Barn you know, invoice about this big pallet they bought. Well, no, that's not good enough. That doesn't prove that that inventory is from an authorized distri- distribution source. It's not a recognized store. So that's sometimes people will get a big wrist slap for that. The other thing you'll hear sometimes is people will send in that receipt from an authorized store. Let's say it's a Walmart, a Target, a Costco, a, you know, whatever the big store is, whatever the one of the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of authorized websites that sell legitimate inventory. And you send them a, a proof from that source and they still get rejected. Well, that's simply because a lot of the people at Amazon don't know how their own rules work. So you escalate, you get someone involved, someone from our community like Jeff Schick, who's actually a lawyer who goes to bat all the time for sellers and says, wait a second, Amazon, according to your own rules, this is an authorized distributor. 
yeah, okay, sorry, that was a mistake that was made. We do accept store receipts. Everything's good. Right? So you'll hear those little exceptions. And one thing I've learned being in e-commerce leadership for 20 years is it takes a thousand good news stories, and I'm not exaggerating. It takes a thousand good news stories to offset one person who has a negative experience and then misinterprets it and thinks that they found the reason why this will never work. <laughs> it's just that's the reason why we have hundreds of success stories on our podcast to combat that one person who thinks they've fallen through the cracks. It amazes me how many times, just to, you know, this may sound like a mini rant, and maybe it is, but this is my chance to do it because no one else has their hand up right now. It amazes me how many times in a Facebook group of 73,000 people, which is a lot of people, someone will say, oh no, guys, okay, the sky has fallen. This is terrible. This just happened. Game over. I can't believe it. I knew this was never going to work. This is tragic. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I set my whole life up for this horrible failure, right? And everybody piles in and says, praying for you. And I'm so sorry this happened. And yeah, we do genuinely support them. And then within 12 hours, everything's okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. And that comment's buried somewhere, you know, like 89 comments into the conversation. Yeah, Amazon said they made a mistake and they apologize. Everything's good now. Sorry to freak everybody out, right? It happens all the time. That's just part of it because we're nervous. We've put our business in the hands of these kind of big entities. But I can say that we've heard such a small number of permanent suspensions and literally none the receipt issue. So sorry to pound that to death, but it really is kind of important because some people use that as an excuse not to get into this business. And it's a very, very weak excuse with zero case studies, to my knowledge, that illustrate that point. Uh, you will hear of people getting suspended. 98% of the time, it's temporary. Okay. And those other 2% are typically really wild violations of Amazon's policies of some kind, just like crazy stuff. Okay. So put you to put you at ease. Yeah. This is very stable. We have many people in our community have been doing it for years and years and years with huge teams and warehouses. Yeah. You're in good hands. Awesome. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate wow. it. Can you guys hear that thunder? Did you guys hear that by any chance? That's a really loud thunder. <laughs> All right. So does that cover that question for you? And I wanted to be real thorough. No one else had their hand up. So I went deep on that one and hopefully that helps some other people and gives them uh, some confidence. Yes. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Outstanding. And what did you say your name was again? I, I didn't catch Maria. it. Maria. Maria. Okay, yes. great. Welcome to the community, Maria. We're here to help you out. Enjoy the Facebook group. And, and uh, thanks for asking your excellent question. Great. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. What is the typical growth trajectory that you have generally witnessed among new sellers on Amazon? And, you know, I don't like the word typical. Not to pick on you, Monique. That's a great question. And I know the heart behind it. But I don't know of any typical success stories ever in any area. Being a business building warrior means blood, sweat, tears, sacrifice, inconvenience, risk, going for it when you don't feel like it. You know, that motivational video stuff you see on YouTube, like there's a reason that stuff exists. Like, yeah, we're not typical people here. We're just not. It, you know, and, and sometimes people kind of bounce from one thing to the next, the next, and like, oh, that one didn't work. Oh, this one didn't work. Oh, that one didn't work either. Well, I don't know that it's the strategies as much as maybe the person at that point, right? Just having done this a long time. Remember, we've coached 10,000 people in e-commerce and we've identified the Amazon replens business as the lowest risk, lowest learning curve required, lowest investment required, highest odds of success business opportunity on the internet. 
possibly in the world. So typical results, well, let's put on the assumption that you're ready to get it. You're ready to go after it. You're ready to do what we're telling you to do. You're going to spend the time the way we tell you to spend your time. You're going to get the tools we tell you to get. You're going to get the paid version of Keepa, not the free version, right? Because the free version won't do it. The $20 a month paid version is what you need, right? You're not going to cut corners. You're going to do what we tell you. Keep in mind, you're going to spend less than $200 taking this journey, but you're going to have to do what we tell you to do. That, assuming that, and we see people all the time go from zero to, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50 test-worthy ASINs within a few weeks, within a three to four months, they're selling five to $10,000 a month. They're getting excited. Within six, eight months, they're 30, 50,000. You know, is that typical? No, it's typical of the unusual people who are capable of starting a business and taking it seriously. That's what our podcast is, full of hundreds of not typical people who are willing to risk and sacrifice and turn off Netflix and stay up a little later, get up a little earlier and inconvenience themselves and do the parts of the business they really don't like, right? Everybody in our community who's a success story has that in common. And newsflash, not that I'm telling you anything you don't already know, Monique, but that's true in anything worth having or doing in life. Risk, sacrifice, right? So when I'm asked typical, there's actually legal repercussions as well about, well, what's typical? What's average? I always just say average results, typical results is absolutely nothing. Average and typical is a big fat goose egg. (laughs) That's typical. Nothing, no results whatsoever. That's typical. People who are willing to work hard though, man, we've got some great success stories. So hopefully that helps you. If you're willing to get out there and find a few new pieces of inventory and test them and you know spend a little bit of your time and convenience yourself, pick up a few new skills, you can get proof of concept very quickly in this business. And for those who've bounced around and tried a bunch of different things before and it didn't really pan out, man, you can get proof of concept fast with this stuff. I mean, a few weeks in and you're like, okay, wait a second. I just spent $10 on some inventory and it sold for 42. I can see this scaling. This is fun right? But you don't stumble into that. It takes intentional work. All right. We got some Q4 questions popping in, which is one of the topics I wanted to talk about tonight. And I also wanted to talk to you a little bit about the coach on our team who did 13 million last year when his business model and what's up with that and answer any questions you guys have about those. So maybe let's start with uh, the the Q4 tips. And I see Robin Joy Olson, one of the great coaching leaders on our team. She's here. And how much time do you have with us, Robin? You got a few minutes or should I go right to you now? You got more than five minutes or do you need to go? Sorry, I have uh, until the top of the hour. So about 12 minutes. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump to you then. And because oh. I want to take full advantage of having you here with us tonight. So good <laughs> to see you again, my friend. I love when you join me on these Monday nights. So I'm just going to hit you cold. And what do you say to people talking about Q4 right now as we start the conversations, the fourth quarter, obviously being the last three months of the year when sales just take off on all of e-commerce, give me your bullet points and I'll, I'll finish off that conversation with whatever I think uh, I could add if there's anything left. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, um, I, you know, it doesn't really affect our business too much. We're pretty much straight Replens. It doesn't affect our replens business that much. Actually, our private label doesn't really move that much either. It's not toys or anything. So, so yeah, we kind of go 
along with the flow and do our plan. We like to spend time with our family during the holidays. So we really just kind of uh, stay steady. It, we do plan for a little bit more time for stuff to be uh, accepted. We do do a little bit of FBM during the holiday season, but really not a whole lot. We, we just don't change everything for Q4 in our, in our business. I know a lot of people do. Very succinct. You're so much better at succinct answers than I am. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I agree with everything you said. And uh, you said, take a little more time. This meaning your shipments are going to take more time to get checked in. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned FBM, Merchant Fulfill. And I completely agree. If if you want to uh, really maximize your profit for like November, December, up until mid-December, you got to be ready to ship some stuff yourself because there's going to be plenty of things that you could just go clear the shelf and they're going to, you're going to buy them for 20 and they're going to sell for $56 and they're going to be everywhere to the point where you can almost be tempted to think that's my business model. Well, no, those six weeks are special. (laughs) It's not normally like that, but if you're willing to do some shipping yourself, you can have stuff selling before you even get to the cashier. You know, you're clearing the shelf, listing at Merchant Fulfill, and by the time you get home, you're shipping it to customers who can't wait to get their hands on it. And Amazon's so stinking slow checking in inventory that you're faster than they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Those opportunities are abundant. And the one thing I would add to that is it's time to look at toys again, even as replens. In my opinion, uh, some of us as sellers had taken off a couple years from toys because there were a lot of safety certificate requests. I'm not going to dive into it right now. We've talked about it a couple of times on recent podcast episodes. I actually dropped a video on YouTube, on our, our YouTube channel, the same place where the podcast is here within the past couple of days as this is. So look around August, uh, I would say August uh, 12th, 13th, something like that. It was dropped on YouTube and it talks about toys and why it's great to get back into toys again right now as a replan. You want to watch Keepa, you want to watch your numbers, make sure you're making good decisions, but toys, there's nothing risky because of the safety certificates. You can put all that, you can sleep soundly at night selling toys again. And uh, so it's time to look at those, but yeah, good summary. Appreciate that, Robin Joy. Good work. So you've got a a kickstart class starting up. Is that what's happening next for you? I do. I have a kickoff today and I also have a week three today. So I'm Oh, wow. You got two more Zoom kick. Kickstart. Why don't you tell us yeah. real quick what the Kickstart boot camps are before we let you go? Sure, sure. The Kickstart boot camp is uh, that's a place that you can go and be in a smaller group. Usually about 20, 25 people are in there. We do our own Facebook group so you can ask questions kind of in this in the environment of other people who are just starting out. The point there is to get you through that cycle one time of getting your Amazon account open and ready to go in your Keepa account, teaching you how to find an item to sell, how to then package that and send it into Amazon's FBA warehouse, and then and uh, have it up for sale by the time of the end of the four weeks. It's a four-week program, and there's there's a coach, usually me, sitting there um, answering questions once a day, and we have live calls once a week. So on Mondays, I usually have to leave this call early, even though I enjoy being here. But uh, we do have live calls once a week. So you can ask your questions live as well. So it's um, 
it's it's been pretty valuable, I think, for a lot of people to be able to oh, get absolutely. through that cycle that first time. Renee's putting his thumbs up. You've been in there. Yeah. Yep. Some of you people here have been in that um, group. So thanks for your support there. Yeah, we have a great time. Learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, and filling a couple, couple data points here, the cost is a one-time expense of less than 40 bucks. I think it's 37 or $39, something like that, which is ridiculous. One time, and you get those four coaching sessions plus all that interaction in the group. And uh, it's only for proven Amazon course students. That's a prerequisite mm -hmm. because you're going to walk them through, Robin Joy, the, the initial, like you described, the setup steps and getting their first inventory to Amazon, that sort of thing. And, and it's all recorded if you miss a session. So mm -hmm. yeah, great investment. Uh, I would say about 75% maybe of our new proven Amazon core students at this point are deciding to go through it uh, based on some numbers I'm seeing 60 to 70%, something wow. like that. Uh, it changes week to week, but a lot of people are saying, yeah, I want to be a part of that. And that's a very wise, we haven't had anyone say, oh, total waste of time. And we've done dozens of these at this point. So yeah, it's a really good thing to kind of step you through the initial setup process. I uh, appreciate you doing that. Well, be sure to say hey to O'Brien for me and I appreciate all I your sure will. incredible I sure will. content. Thanks, thanks. I just got to hear most of that new podcast episode you guys recorded. Another great one. I can't wait oh. to roll that to everybody else. I get to hear their episodes before everybody else. And it's so great. And uh, you guys did another home run on this one. So I enjoyed <laughs> oh, thank you so that much. last night. That was my Sunday evening listening last night was oh. that new episode from you guys. So yeah, well, God bless you. Good to hang out with you. And We've got someone else asking about advertising on Amazon. Do I need to advertise on Amazon? Absolutely not. One of the rules we have around here is you never set up new listings as an Amazon seller. You don't go into private label as a new Amazon seller. You don't do any advertising ever. No pay-per-click. No, you're not trying to market yourself out of a bad decision as a new seller. As a new seller, you're looking for underserved listings on Amazon, and you're bringing inventory to those underserved listings. And once you've got that base skill, now you're ready to start getting into some of the more advanced models, such as exploring with private label a little bit, branded bundles, some print on demand, some creative listings, setting up new listings, right? But not until you're doing, I'd say, ten dollars to $20,000 of replans every month, serving those underserved listings. Just so many good lessons to be learned through that base model where we start our new sellers. John is saying, congrats on the upcoming 10 year anniversary. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man, 10 years. It snuck up on me. I noticed on my calendar, I think it's, it's the 24th of this month, 27th of August, something like that. So I'd love to hear what ideas you guys have. Seriously, if anyone wants to hop on here and give me a couple ideas, what we should do or what we could do, or uh, just talk about that. Um, there's actually a, a, a book I've been working on for a while now. I, it, you, might, you guys may not realize this. This is a little behind the scenes inside baseball, if you will. Um, so Facebook itself recognizes the best run, largest, most active Facebook groups by rewarding us with access to a group run by Facebook for large Facebook group administrators. Follow me? This is a Facebook group run by Facebook where they invite in those of us who are administrating you know, groups like this one, large active groups. And, and uh, that's the reason I got a blue check on my name, by the way, guys. You guys did that for me. Thanks, by the way. It's really cool. Uh, they just approached me one day and said, hey, you're running a really large active Facebook group. A lot of people are trying to, to you know, steal your identity and do things. How about we just give you a blue check mark? And I was like, cool, thanks. This is before you could pay and get one. I don't know if it's the same or not. I have no idea. But anyway, a lot of the lessons 
I've learned are actually going in the book about leading with depth, being an effective leader in the internet, social media chaos of just shallow relationships and you know, not sure who you're really dealing with and how do I know who, who the good people are and who I can partner with and work with and trust and all that. So I've learned a lot of valuable lessons. I am working on a book, Leading with Depth in the Shallow Waters of Social Media. Something like that is the title. From all the lessons we've learned, it's been a, it's been a crazy 10 years. Uh, the growth we never anticipated. We thought it was just going to be a handful of us hanging out and here we are. I think because of our very high standards and our commitment to an abundance mentality, that we've got just an incredibly supportive, friendly community. We've heard from so many people that say the only reason they're on Facebook is because of this group. They stay away from everything else. I'm like, man, I can't blame you for that, dude. Right. So thanks for that, John. Yeah. 10 years, buddy. Christian is making a point about private label to kind of uh, pile on to some of the points I was making earlier, saying um, it can take up to $30,000 in investment plus all the training and classes, et cetera. It's a big mess. Yeah, absolutely agree. We've seen people lose. The scariest numbers I've heard are seventy dollars to $80,000 with nothing to show for it. Having invested in a private label training, coaching, help you ship your products you know, from China and fill your garage and we'll mark it out of it. That's another module. You know, Once you get your stuff and teach you how to do pay-per-click, right? Like, oh my goodness. And by the time you look over your shoulder, you're nine months to a year in and you spent tens of thousands of dollars and you got nothing, just nothing to show for it. Except so many people, I mean, you could probably search the word garage in our Facebook group and just see the people like, yeah, I got a garage full of stuff, but I don't know what to do with. Can you guys help me? It's like, oh, I wish we'd have found you sooner because that is not the way to go. So do any of your friends a huge favor and talk them out of going down the private label path if they're a new seller. Here's a good question from Sharvan. Hope I'm saying your name correctly. Uh, saying, hey, what modules of the proven Amazon course should we watch in order to learn the replans model? Well, the good news is when you get into the proven Amazon course, there's a getting started link on the menu, top left-hand corner on, of the, the menu, if I remember correctly. And that page tells you exactly what business model you're going to get into, which is the replans and exactly what modules to start with. Because again, the, the proven Amazon course, for those who don't know, is a library of modules for literally every imaginable way you can make money on Amazon. There's a training module in there. There's only one place you should start if you're new, however, and that's replans. So to cut straight to the point, if you go into that getting started, section of the proven Amazon course, it's going to tell you to get into the Amazon 101 content, which explains the basics of the replens model and reading Keepa, that sort of thing. And then you get into the replenishable course itself. It's called the RA replenishable course. Between that and the podcast and the Facebook group, being able to ask questions you need anytime, you're going to chip away at this thing and have a great business. If you want a one-on-one -on -one coach, we offer coaching, silentgym.com is our coaching program. Everybody on our team who's a coach on our team has built a beautiful business and sustained it for a significant period of time and continues to have a beautiful business using the strategies we teach. And they also have a little bit of spare time to coach one-on-one -on -one with students who want to go faster. So if you're ready to go fast, you've got the margin in your life, the financial, the relational, the emotional, all those, the different areas of your life that can slow you down. You know, you got to have physical, you got to be physically prepared because remember blood, sweat, and tears, that's a hard thing, right? 
building a business is not an easy thing. But if you've got the margin in your life and you want to coach and you want to go fast, we've got a beautiful coaching team. Like I mentioned earlier, 60 coaches on our team, 10,000 students coached over 20 years. By the way, our coaching director, Nathan Bailey, be sure to get on his timeline tomorrow. He's been with me 20 years. He turns 50 tomorrow. So beat him up over that. Call him an old man. Tell him I told you. Say it. <laughs> We've been together a while. He's done a great job. And uh, I fired first three guys who had his job. I fired each of them within a couple of weeks. I had him nervous for about three to four years <laughs> as well, because I wanted this coaching thing to be done right. And he's been doing it right for a long time. So yeah, that's our coaching program. So that's what modules you need when you start off as a new seller on Amazon and you've got the proven Amazon course, Amazon 101, and then the RA replenishable. And then from there, yeah, lots of great content that you can dive into as you expand and, and build your income streams. Uh, John is asking me about uh, when I'm looking for replens, what price is your initial price? How do you decide what price to sell it for? I guess is the basic question. I know uh, some look at the buy box, but how often do you assume how often do you assume you might sell one for at a higher selling price? Okay. Yeah. Let me just rephrase what I think you're asking here, John, and give me a thumbs up if I'm getting it right. How do I decide what to price my replants for maximum velocity at maximum margin? Is that fair? Is that good? Okay. I'm getting a thumbs up. All right. And I can unmute you and we can talk about this if you'd like, but I'll hit your question, buddy. Since you got your camera on, I can see that he likes the way I phrased that. So a lot of what I like to do is there's several different ways to look for replants, but a lot of what I like to do, you ask me personally, you know, you talk to the 60 coaches on our team, they might each have a slightly different take on it. They've got different niches. They've got different resources, different strategies. For me, I like to see underserved listings where there's not as many sellers as you probably think there might be versus how many drops this thing gets every month. Those are one, and I get pretty aggressive with the price on those. And sometimes you can stay pretty aggressive with the price on those. So I'm looking for you know five to seven sellers maybe. Uh, five to seven sellers and it drops 30 to 40 times a month. And I'm thinking, hmm, when I do the math, like there's there's plenty of room in there for me. Uh, and the other kind I like to see is just anything at all that's dropping more than 40, 50 times a month, anything. I don't care what it is, how many other sellers there are, as long as it's not a private label brand that's being monitored and there's only one seller and they're smacking everybody with an IP complaint. As long as it's not that, if it's got 40, 50, drops a month. I don't care about anything else except my ability to go find one to test. And I'm going to test it at a price that's profitable for me. That's podcast episode 554. Ignore the buy box. I'm going to put it in there at a price that's profitable for me and wait a month and see what happens. And a lot of times, more often than not, you're going to sell one of those things at a nice price. And the buy box and keep it will never reflect that sale. There's no data point that will be created anywhere that reflects that sale, but somehow miraculously it's sold. And that's because the geographical advantage of fast moving products, right? You've got to understand that Amazon is not a central hub of inventory that everybody's price sensitive shopping at. That's not what it is. It's 200 warehouses all over North America. <laughs> and only one of those is close to where you live. And if it only has one unit of something that you really want, you're going to pay a little bit more money for it. That's the only product you're going to see in the buy box. And it won't be reflected on Keepa, but you're going to get the sale. The person who had that higher price located conveniently near the customer that wants it fast is going to get the sale. So that's why I test at a nice high price anytime I get into a new replant. 
So one of the keys that tells me that somebody doesn't quite understand the system yet is when they say, I can't find any profitable products to test. No, you aren't finding any test-worthy ASINs and then pricing them at a nice profitable price point for you. Anybody can do that anytime you want. Is it dropping more than 40 or 50 times a month on Keepa? If yes, go test it at a price that's profitable for you and leave it alone. But Jim, the buy box is $8 cheaper. I don't care what the buy box says. I'm pricing it at a price that's profitable for me and I'm leaving it alone. What if it doesn't sell in 30 days? Then I drop the price to the buy box and I get my money back. Break even, worst case scenario. And you make sure that buy box is break even. You don't want to lose $8 at buy box. You want to be about break even. Then you're fine. You're set. It's a fast moving product. Your worst case scenario is drop the price to the buy box. So that's how we test. We start off high on everything. We start off high. If it doesn't move, we drop it down. If we have to drop it all the way down to where it's not profitable, and that happens every time we try to sell one of our test units, we learn our lesson fast. We don't bang our head on the wall 50 times to learn our lesson. We bump our head maybe twice and we learn our lesson and we move on, (laughs) right? So if an ASIN isn't paying off, we're moving on pretty fast because there are so many hundreds of thousands of ASINs that are test-worthy right now, underserved, test-worthy ASINs right now that you could be moving inventory in and testing out. And plenty of room for more sellers on so many of the fast-moving products on Amazon. Don't look at the buy box. If you're on a fast-moving ASIN, do not pay any attention at all to the buy box except to determine what your worst-case scenario might be if nobody picks up your handful of test units. Okay, it's another way to say the same thing. Good stuff. John's giving me the okie dokie sign here in the Midwest. That means it's all good, brother. All right, I love it. Tim is saying, I haven't quite cracked the code for online arbitrage yet, but that's the model I'm trying to use. Any recommendations? I'm a proven Amazon course student creating an LLC and he loved the Kickstart program. He said, All right. Well, you know, from my vantage point, there's very little difference between OA, RA, retail arbitrage, which is where you're sourcing going to a brick and mortar store online. You're sourcing from authorized distributors, you know, any of the millions of websites that carry legitimate products. You're trying to find great and test worthy ASINs and trying to find inventory that matches those ASINs shopping online. I can tell you we've got a couple of great modules inside of the Proven Amazon course. One that I'm probably the most excited about is the oasimplified.com module. Now you can go to oasimplified.com, the website, and see what that module is all about, as well as a couple interviews with Leah and Jessica, the two great coaches on our team who put that content together. See how they do their online sourcing. They use a lot of tactical arbitrage. They talk about that. They teach you that as part of that course. That's a free module inside the Proven Amazon course. OA Simplified, as is all the Amazon content we've ever created, it's all inside the Proven Amazon course. Every piece of new content we create eventually goes inside of the pack. So there's always new stuff coming. So that is great online arbitrage training if you're looking to source from websites. Another thing we have going on right now, it's fairly new, fairly fresh. It just launched recently is our bot sourcing strategy. And 
for some reason, that website is slipping my mind. If someone happens to remember that, it's a lot of websites for me to remember, but I'm going to pull it up real quick. And so I can tell you guys the proven bot sourcing. Yep. That's it. Provenbotsourcing.com. I wanted to make sure I get that right. Proven bot sourcing is a system for scraping websites, retail, online sites, and finding potential test-worthy ASINs that way. Great new content. If you haven't been through that, tremendous content. A lot of people are having some fun with that, finding a lot of great test-worthy ASINs that way as well. A lot of good replans. So when you say cracking the code, OA, RA, it really doesn't matter uh, what your sourcing strategy is. It's not like one strategy is better than the other. You're looking for test-worthy ASINs and you go out and looking for the inventory for those. And there's all kinds of different places you can find them. So one of them is just to transition over. I'm going to talk about wholesale a little bit, guys. This is, you know, I, I talked about, I gave you guys a little teaser. Some of you were hoping to talk about this tonight. I know many of you have had to jump off or we'll be here in a moment too for our print on demand. So yeah, have fun. That's going to be an awesome class, guys, over there. But the interview that I did just a few days ago with one of the great coaching leaders on our team, his name's Carl Jacoby. He presented at our most recent conference on the concept of using the replens model through a wholesale lens. He's really doing a tremendous job. He did 13 million the last 12 months. He's hoping to do 36 million the next 12 months. He does have an investor who's helping him out as far as helping fund the operation, but he's running a very profitable operation and he's got it real dialed in. He's got a team of 40, I think it's a 40,000 square foot warehouse, but they're finding new wholesalers constantly. And he's really cracked the code on doing the replens model the way we teach it. They don't buy any Amazon inventory without checking Keepa first. If you don't know what Keepa is, go listen to podcast episode 369. It's only $20 a month. It's the only tool that you actually honestly need to succeed on Amazon from our vantage point. All other tools are just about scaling faster, making life more convenient, creating better systems. But Keepa, you need it. There's no option. Kind of need it to do things the way we do around here. But they use Keepa just like the rest of us do to analyze their inventory. They're not creating any new listings. They're not going out and buying in bulk and hoping to make a discount, you know, advantage on their inventory because they got 18,000 units or something. No, that's not what wholesale is. They're serving underserved wholesalers who are selling against underserved ASINs on Amazon. It's that simple. That content is coming. That podcast episode is going to be fantastic. We're actually going to have a uh, mastermind group as well. It's you can have to be pre-qualified, meaning you've already got some momentum with your replens business to get into this mastermind. It's not going to be super expensive, but we just want to make sure that people who could take advantage of it are in this mastermind. And then Carl's going to open up the gates to his convert to his strategy and show you what they're doing and how they do what they do. So that's coming. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Happy to answer any questions that you guys might have about that since you're here with me live tonight, hanging out on Zoom. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.